Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. What is going on? I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Got a big show today. Got my guys JF and Wordsworth to come on. Talk about the new album, Undivided Attention. You can find it on Fat Beats. Man, this album is a straight banger. But before we talk to the guys here, play a couple tracks. Get into a couple of Halloween things. I saw Halloween Kills. I want to talk about that and much more. Let's do our quick sponsor read. Since 1988, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office, sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're up and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping with Stamps.com's new Rate Advisor tool. You can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the home page and type in pod that's stamps.com promo code pod stamps.com never to go to the post office again you're tuned into the infinite banter podcast once again i am mark jolliffe aka dj soundwave thanks again to everybody who's been checking out the show rating and reviewing it Really appreciate it. Big shout out to my last guest, M. Waysom. Talked about his new album, View From My Balcony. If you have not heard that episode, go back and check it out. A lot of cool stuff in there. Talking about cereal and watching uh, cartoons and Soul Train and wrestling on Saturday mornings. I mean, that was the days, man. Those are the days. Definitely go back and check out that episode and check out his new album, View From My Balcony. you hear a couple tracks from it in that episode. On today's show, we have one and only turntablist JF making his return to the show, and he has a new album with Wordsworth, one of the nicest MCs in the game. Their album is called Undivided Attention. Man, it's a straight banger. You're going to hear a couple songs from that album and talk to the guys about how they came up with the concept of it and just working together as long as they have been and putting this album out. Really, really excited to talk to these guys. Stay tuned for that. And since this episode is going to come out around Halloween, I do want to talk about Halloween Kills. I just saw it this past weekend. I also want to talk about the finale of The Walking Dead. I've been holding off on that because I'm waiting for people to watch it <laughs> before I talk about it. As well as another horror type show, but not really in that genre, but kind of, very loosely. It's on Hulu. It's called Only Murders in the Building, the Steve Martin, Martin Short show. Uh, I just got through watching that, and uh, there's a lot of podcast angles in it, so I'm really excited to talk about it. All this will be at the, at the tail end of the episode here, so stay tuned for that as well. That's talking to Wordsworth and JF. This is the Infinite Banter Podcast. You can find it on all digital and streaming platforms. Follow the show on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Infinite Banter Podcast. Rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcast. Thanks to Scooby H. I saw his review on there. I appreciate you, man. Go on YouTube, find clips from past guests. 
But without further ado, let's talk to Wordsworth and JF and play a couple tracks on a new album, Undivided Attention, which you can find at Fat Beats and all streaming platforms. But as always, this show never begins until the one and only, the legendary king from Queens, DMC, says these words. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of you to ever be. I be infinite banter. All right, before we talk to Wordsworth and JF, let's go ahead and play a track from the new album, Undivided Attention. This one right here is called Sinister. There's a video for it and everything, and it is just exactly how the title sounds. It is sinister. It has definitely got that that eerie vibe to it. Definitely fitting for this time of year. Halloween is coming up, so definitely fits this show. We're going to talk a couple Halloween things in here. Straight Banger, one of my favorite songs from the album, and the lead single from their new album, Undivided Attention. So here we go. JF and Wordsworth from the new album Undivided Attention. This is Sinister and the other side of this. We'll talk to both of them about their album and everything else. So here we go. This is Sinister on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Let's go. Something, something sinister in you, you, you. Every country, state, city, and zip. Dark streets, the lights broken, but the city be lit. Money got the ugliest guys with the prettiest chicks. Surgery got ugly girls with the men that be rich. Not enough room for all of us in this city to fit. Gangs and artists don't get along, this city is split. Mental health, take care of yourself, this city's a trip. Not everyone physically fit is visibly sick. The president, the Congress, and the senators are sinister. Drown the kids, she ain't even cry when they sentence her. Dead berry shooting like Steph Curry. Vehicular homicides, cops try to cover the perimeter. K and Ab, where I'm from, that's to be particular. East 8, East 10th, or Gal Westminster. The government keeping track of the shots that's administered. Before clocking in at work, they need to take my temperature. Songs are like cinema, high definition, lies, depositions. Do angels in the sky ever listen? They demand. I supply, people buy, that's commission. Pay for what I say. Words worth by definition. See the high and the eyes can't hide their addiction. Gillis pain. Doctors just to buy their prescriptions. Seniors living in apartments for senior citizens. Call 911 about foreign cars to see us sitting in. It's riveting. Cold world shivering. The bushes they be hidden in. Look at your ring bell. Who's delivering? Nike socks set. Jordan ones that haven't dropped yet. Bid already up to 5K on stock X. From building roofs used to watch us yachts left. Now we buy buildings looking from the yacht. Top deck the cop next. Where we dock we shop next. Dice rolls drop bets. Every day's a movie. My life. Life is a box set. Sinister. <laughs> By definition. Something sinister in you. Every song hot, not anything filler. Celebrities overdose, they say fame is a killer. My lady lace me crazy shopping at Macy's and Dillard's. Pool hall, playing billiards with Damian Lillard. Some kids at night going to sleep, tucked for their dreams. Some kids at night for fun with guns, tucked in their jeans, walking with chrome. Rather that than walking alone, they come home, jail broken, not talking about phones. I'm a star, gotta glow that. Light screens up, I gotta roll a law and order with Ice T Plus, wardrobe, makeup. They just mic'd me up. Beyonce, my wife in the film that Spike Lee cut. For a minute, things shut down. Life seems stuck. COVID came to the hospital. You might be rushed. Funerals backed up. The morgue overflowing. Freezing bodies in the Mr. Softy ice cream trucks. Sinister. By definition. Something sinister in you. Sinister. 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 Sinister
sinister. Yo, what up, y'all? This your friendly neighborhood fly guy, Cool Kim, a.k.a. NY All the Idea with that demo music. Chilling with my good brother, DJ Soundwaves, on Infinite Banner Radio. You're tuned into the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am DJ Soundwave, and right now I'm joined by a hip-hop duo with a straight banger that's out right now entitled Undivided Attention. Welcome back to the show, Turntablist JF, and the one and only, one of the nicest MCs in the game, Wordsworth. What's up, fellas? What's, What's up, up, man? What's up? man. How you doing? Man, good, good, man. So glad to have you both on here, Jay, second time. Thanks for coming on again, and let's get right into it. You know, you guys have a... Just a great album here, Undivided Attention. Talk about how you guys Thank came you. up with the idea to, to put an album together and the concept of it and everything. It started with JF was putting out projects already, and um, one of the last projects he put out was Believe It or Not. I was on that on that album, and I also had that song titled that. No doubt. And um, I didn't know I didn't know how 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 interested he was in putting out more music like that. So after doing that song, and me and Jeff already had a report from doing the Punch and Words EP years ago, and he was like, yo, you know, let's do a project together. I was like, yo, let's do it. Let's see what's up. And he kind of already had a vision because he had Jay DePina. And he, so that, that already kind of solidified some of the direction from me doing the initial song. That's about how it was, JF, right after that, believe it or not, by the way, that album was a banger as well, and the song you guys did together, the title track. JF, you kind of knew that, you know, an album after that just seemed like the next thing to do, right? Yeah, it was It was actually pretty cool, because I worked with everybody on the record before, except for Gate and, um, and Torre. So I knew I had a good working relationship with, with, with Ace and Asia, and I probably did more with words than anybody else. I mean, we spent many a night in the studio together doing stuff. So... And we toured together, you know, like I, I was their DJ, so so we knew how to work together. And when that first song came together, it came together so quickly and so naturally, I was like, hey, boys, let's do a whole project. And he's always down to work. So, so I, was glad that he, <laughs> right. yeah, I, was, I, I was glad that he said yes, because I, I just like working with him. It's like that was the chemistry. And, and I said this I said this before, that Words is not scared to tell me, yo, that, that's whack, do it over. And, I, and I'm okay taking criticism for words because I know he knows me. Like, yo, you could do better. Do it again. You know, and it's like, and I'll take that. I'll go back. I'll go back to the basement. I'll redo the whole thing. Like, is this better? And he'll be like, yo, let's go. And then I know it's dope. So he pushed me. He really pushed me to just be better on this record. So that, that, that was really a cool part about it. Just, just having that. And plus, it was fun to do. It's fun, it was fun to do. Yeah, and I can tell as a listener, man, like you guys really hit your zone on this one. How far back do you guys go for those listening? I mean, you guys been in, doing stuff together for a long time, right? When did you guys first meet? Um, we, well, I first 20 years. met 20 years ago. I, when I first met Punch, Larry was doing our TV show, 
MTV show. And then he came home, and we decided to do the EP together. So the punchline of words were EP, we all put out together. And then I just started DJing for him for all their shows. And I mean, we were a good two years of just doing solid shows. Like every weekend and doing tours, flying to Toronto. Like we did a lot of shows, man. And, and it, it goes back a long way. It's got to be easy for you, words, when you work with somebody that you've known for so long. It's just easy just to fall back and, you know, get right into that rhythm of putting an album together like this. Yeah, because like like Dev said, it's the fact of communication. I'm very big on communication. And anybody that knows me knows if you ask me, I'm going to tell you, and I respect people that's the same way, and it's the same way with JF. He's a straight shooter with everything. Ace, all of us are, are, are in that same mindset of we just let each other know how, how we feel about it so there's no blurred lines there. So that's the best way because you know you're going to get something done, and then when if JF click it, then you know he really likes it. He's not just saying he likes it because he likes it. You know what I'm saying? He'll, he'll let me know. <laughs> right. You know, He'll let me know, like, yo, that right here, I like this, you can do that, maybe change this, and, I, and I'll do the same, and I'll respect his uh, perspective and point of view. So that's that's the main thing about overall why we've been able to be friends this long is just the mutual respect for everybody's opinion and also everybody drive. Everybody has a drive, an, an internal drive to put out something dope. No doubt. Keyword drive, since you guys are both driving your cars right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ten and two, guys. Ten and two. Um, <laughs> man, I got to say, there's so many tracks in here I want to talk about. But, of course, you guys just dropped a video for Sinister. So I'll kick it off with that. Man, the video really helps, man. With the, I mean, the lyrics are just, you know, ferocious. But when you get the visuals with it, you know, you can't beat it. Talk about the, the video and that song in particular for both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, where is the next in the video? I just put, I put the video together because... and. and Typically, one well, one you can't really travel out there like this, you know, right now. How how you typically would have done it. So I was just like, man, I just need to put something together that people can see and watch and have something to look at. Because the way the world is today, as far as having visual aids with everything, right? So I just was like, I, I wanted to make sure we had something for out, you know, something out that was attached to the project. So. um I just pretty much was like, man, I'm just going, I'm going to do do what I can do where I'm at in Florida. I live in Florida, too. So it's not like I can just drive and meet, meet JF. So he sent his parts in. And I think it was just like a cool video. No crazy special effects. A cool video. You get the idea. There's images in there. And it works. And I think overall, the song itself is, is, is so potent that having the, the video is, is a bonus. You know? Yeah, no doubt. I agree. I was concerned. I was concerned when he wanted to do a video because I'm so much better looking than words. But I thought it would be a distraction. You know, because they're gonna be like, yeah, that 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 white guy's really handsome. And for the thing seems to be a distraction. I think I saw that in the comments. They're like, I don't know about this yeah. these lyrics. They're they're okay, but this dude cutting it up, man, he's Fabio, you know. He's- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I wanted to make sure I was in the video because I didn't want anybody to think Mr. Sinister was doing the scratch. Ah, whoever's because right, yeah. Because he was Chin the boy. And I didn't want anybody to think, oh, he got Sinister to do the scratches because it says Sinister. You know, I, I'm not comparing myself to Sinister, by the way. If the thing he did the scratches, they'd probably be way better. <laughs> but, but I didn't want people to think, oh, he got Joey to do the, the scratch because it wasn't like that. But then he says, well, you know, you like yourself on, on camera sometimes and it was dope but they, it, it, words directed that video really well i think it hit perfectly 
his rhymes fit perfectly over the J to B to B. I, I just I like that song a lot, man. We knew that was a single right away. We didn't even debate it. Like, yeah, right we knew that. We made it. Like, that's that's the yeah, man, it has that kind of it, like sinister that vibe to it. You know, Halloween just around the corner, right. so kind of feels kind of eerie. You know, and you got words you're in the dark there. You know, filming that part, and it's just uh, it's and the message is just it just hits you over the head. And then as soon as you get the visuals, man, it's a wrap. You guys knocked it out the park with that one. Salute to you guys on that. Another track. Oh, no doubt, another track I, I got to bring up. You know, with Master Ace. You know, remember, I, we had so many losses in the last, you know, year, basically. And, you know, you guys uh, you know, just really brought it home with that that track, you know, just thinking about everybody that's passed on and thinking about the past and everything. Talk about that track and kind of the, the, the mood with that one, too, because that one's definitely, you know, nostalgia and uh, just like a, a really cool, like reminiscing type joint. Yeah, well, putting together the project, we had the five J the Pina joints and then the uh, Undivided Attention lead-off track is by Kells with the Heat. But, like, when I'm putting together albums, I'm always thinking of, like, what nerve did I hit and that I didn't hit. So um, once I got a couple of the J the Pina tracks, I was like, man, let me go listen to these Donnell Smokes tracks, which I actually did a whole album with Donnell Smokes called New Beginning. So I said, let me go see what he got, because I knew I was working on stuff with him. And then that beat, when that beat, I listened to that beat. I didn't have the concept yet, but I knew the beat was something emotional that would fit the project. Um, so once I got the concept, I, I told JF, I said, yo, wait till you hear this, this concept, I'm telling you. And um, I felt so confident in the concept that I, I was like, I'm going to send this song to Ace. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I send it to him, yeah, and he and he and he's with rapping on it, then more than likely he's feeling that concept too. And then for me, I think it was a gift that he was he he put a verse about Biz on that record. Yeah, to me, it's man. like he could have saved that. You know, right? Tonight, see you later. He could have saved that verse if he wanted to talk about Biz. I'm sure he got more he could say about Biz, of course, but like. I felt honored that he was he would use that verse about Biz on there, man. You know, I thought that was cool. So that's that's kind of how that was another, another example of communication too, because I was messing with the cuts on that, and then we were like, you know what, this doesn't need cut. And like usually you think, oh well, you know, I got a cut on it, my name's on the thing, and I was like, nah, man, this song is just stay where it is, and there was just agreed on it. It wasn't even like a dispute. It was like, yeah, you right. right, no cuts on this, man. So we just left that one alone. It's like, and that song is just perfect as it is. Oh, without a doubt. Like I said, the mood of it, and just uh, yeah, it just kind of takes you. You, you know, I had to breathe a couple times listening to that one because there's so many names in there that you know we lost yeah, yeah and it says biz you say the mood yeah it's, it's funny that you say the mood because the mood of every one of the beats birds changed up its flow and the and the, and the feel no but doubt the scary the scary one he made like his wife was holding him hostage i'm gonna know, get to that one <laughs> yeah it's like he changed the mood with every one of the beats and it fit perfect and like all the songs just fit the beats perfectly yeah you guys definitely Definitely matched the track with the mood on each one. That's man, it was just really, really cool to hear that. I, he just brought it up. Wordsworth, I got to ask you about "Unfaithful." That one is crazy, man. <laughs> That's a crazy ass track. Thanks, man. That's one of those you got to rewind well, to get and make sure you understood what was happening. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's kind of like part of that whole. Uh, I guess my idea of like when I'm putting together a project. So let's say you know the undivided attention is like okay, I feel intro is here. Then 
you know, uh, remember is this vibe. And then one of the main things a lot of people support what I do is because the storytelling aspect. So it's like I gotta, I gotta have a story on here that I feel like, you know, people will flip out over. So when I heard that beat, I was just like thinking, I was like, yeah, this this would be, this is where to go with it, you know? And um, so it's really just trying to make sure that I always have something on there that, that stays in that realm of that story vibe. What'd you think of that track, JF, when you first heard the verses? <laughs> when, I, when I heard, see, it's funny because we picked the beat, he picked the beat from Jay Dupina's basically his IG page. Because that dude puts up a beat every day. And it was right. like, okay, we want this one and this one. So he picked them from the page. And it was like it was like that's dope. I, I like to have a beat just as they were. And then when um when I heard the song, I was like, yo, this is crazy. And the craziest part is Adelita Ross, who did the who did the additional vocals that the singing there, is actually worth fight. So uh. we were talking about her holding a hostage, <laughs> and she sang in the song. <laughs> wow. so I was like, wow, that's crazy. I, I didn't know what to cut on that. Man. Yeah. I ended up finding a movie line. I ended up finding a movie line on there, and I thought it worked out perfect on there too. I was trying to catch what you were cutting up. I was like, "What? What show is this? I don't know this show or movie." It was Della Reese. It was Della Reese from Thin Line Between Love and Hate. Oh, that's a perfect movie. Yeah, for she that. was Martin's brother. Yeah. yeah, I thought so too. I thought I went through that and I found that. I thought that was a good quote for that. Oh man, yeah, salute. That's a good one, man. Yeah, that, you guys really put that one together and. That's like a movie. I mean, it, that track is like a movie itself. And yeah, I really feel that one. And <laughs> that's even crazier words that your wife was singing the hook. That's crazy. Yeah, man. It's so wild, man. Like to see like every every time I'm like looking on Instagram and stuff to see what which ones people like. And it's such a different variation of what people like. But like the unfaithful one, um, a lot of people like the unfaithful one. And they ask, yo, like, you know, of course they're asking, you know, kind of like, yo, is that real? That's a real story. <laughs> of course they, they're playing around, but it just, right. the, the, the way, the way it's described and everything like that. Um, and the feel of it is when, when picking those beats from Jada Pena is just really just like, that's all I'm thinking about is what nerve. So that, that hits, it's a different nerve. Each record has a different nerve and yes. vibe, you know? Right. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah, you're you're on some biggie shit with that one. Story to tell, but <laughs> not quite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I wonder about that. You know, you guys can talk about this. When you get feedback from an album, you I would imagine you prefer that not everybody says the same songs. You're like, man, there's like 10 other tracks on here, or five other tracks. Like, no one ever seems to talk about the other four or five or six tracks. But it sounds like you guys are saying that you're getting a lot of variety on responses to me that's always the crazy part about making a record man people always have a different favorite I, I, I always they always have yeah. a different favorite and honestly my favorite my favorite song to listen to on the whole thing is brick building dude i, I don't know why you, just, you reading my notes that <laughs> what's that are you reading my notes because that's my next question <laughs> that's my favorite that's my favorite song yeah, on my whole record man i talk, and I talk through that and i don't know why i just listen to that one that's my favorite joint. I just like it. I don't know if it's because I like the cut. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know, man, but that's like my favorite joint on there. And everybody else comes to a different song. It's crazy to me. Every record you put out is like that, man. Like nobody always has a consensus opinion. Oh, that's my favorite joint. What do you yeah, for me, it for me, I bounce around. Different. I bounce around. Yeah, I, I bounce around every day. Like if I'm driving, you know, each on there different songs I, I like more than the other. It don't depend on the mood or, of the record, but you know, yeah, it's it's been kind of that vibe. It's just like it's just amazing that there's something that for for everyone. 
you know. Yeah, and Jay, you yeah, always. It, it was like that, honestly, it's like that all the way back to when we did the EP. Some people love Mistress. Some people love yeah. Last Days. Some people love Guy Ninety Five. It was like, and right. it was such different songs. I right. think that really speaks to the quality of the albums and the EPs when you've got so many tracks that people are liking, as opposed to just like one one main song and the rest nobody even pays attention to. So that's, to me, right. that's that's the true tell of a of a good project. So, and like I was just hinting, JF, uh, my notes here, I, I wrote my my sleeper cut, the one I might like the most is Brick Buildings. And I, I love that record, man. Talk about that joint. Yeah, I like it too. He uh, said the politicians find play, trying to play chess with a checkered pad. I was like, this damn word right? This fucking guy. He's good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, like as I'm going through, like I said, it's like going through the beats and the sounds. And when I heard that sound from Jada Pina, it, it to me that sound was different than the other Jada Pina beats because he has a a lot of like like hard boom bap stuff. When I heard that one, I felt a more a little more soulful. Yeah. So that one, I was like, I was like, well, I think this is dope because it gives a different vibe of Jada Pina. So I was just trying to make sure I picked stuff from him. That also was uh, gave a variation of what he does as well. So that that one right there, just writing to it and um, yeah, it just it just felt like has an epic vibe to me and and I just loved the way that beat sounded and I was just sitting there writing and just you know storytelling again, man, just storytelling and just just being informative about what's going on. So let's try to make sure everything's about what's going on. Yeah, I like that doing a lot, man. I, and I like as I am a lot too. That's just straight here. I'm a rhyme. I'm a rhyme for 130 bars, and I don't care what you say. I love that joint too. <laughs> yeah, I might as well talk about that one too. The the track that closes it out. Yeah, that one really uh, an, another sleeper banger on this one. Uh, talk about that joint. Yeah, um, same thing. Kind of just like, okay, this is the joint that'll end the album. So it's kind of like just knowing, you know, we were doing, we knew the amount of songs we were doing. So that's what made the picking very, you know, I had to be very uh, on point with what I was picking. Because we picked some other beats too. And then some of them either were sold or it was just like, when I had to weigh the options out, did I did I accomplish that mission? Because my thing uh, is really like, um, I, I like to brag about how good I can rap, but I'll do it one time. I'm not trying to do a whole album of that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Got you. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing a whole album of that. And that. And I think that's really what's made made sure that I've been here this long. Is because I was able to understand that's not the way to be here. Is by making the only way to be here is by making songs about something. So that one was just kind of like that vibe of doing that, and then um. If I if I had to think about being in that same vein, songs like Sinister still gives me that same, you know, power and potency lyrically, but keeping it in the current events, but also letting you know how dope I am without going overboard. So I just try to make sure I'm looking for that balance. So as I am, it's kind of just like let you know what it is in a way to end it. But it started with thanks for your undivided attention is the first thing that word said, and then the last thing I caught was looking closely to your attention's undivided. So I thought that was kind of like a whole, that kind of wrapped the whole thing around, the whole theme, you yeah. know, right back to being, you know, undivided. It was like, it just turned into a nice little circular thing, man. It was like, it was just very, you know, it was, it was like a congruity there, the whole thing. I, 
I, I like the project as a whole, man. Like, and I'm not saying this because I made it, because I, I made stuff before. And I'm like, I don't know. But this, this shit is dope to me, you know. And 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 I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that words um I'm glad that words actually took that attention to the solo project. Like he put as much work and effort into it as if it was just his. And and and, and I mean, you have to just respect that. I mean, he wanted it to be as dope as possible. And there's a lot of people out there who don't have that work ethic. Yeah, man, that's... they just don't. Yeah, salute words were for doing that, and like you said, stepping off the gas a little bit on that last track, just a little bit, <laughs> but still, <laughs> when you wanted to, let them know who you are at the yeah. same time, man. Yeah, because you know when I make when I make albums and songs, I actually make things based on well, I perform it in a show. That's how I pick stuff. Gotcha. Is it show worthy? Yeah. So every that's that's pretty much how I pick stuff because I pick it like okay, where would this work in a show? This beat. If I'm gonna rhyme with this beat, how would I set up in the show? And that's kind of it's picking stuff that works in the show. So that one, I can see me doing that in a show. I can see me doing uh, in the show, depending on talking about what's going on in the world with the artists we're using. So everything has its, its own place to to put in the show. That's that's pretty much how I try to envision what I'm writing to. And I think that has a lot to do with how we work together too, because we did so much stuff together live that our show was different every single night because of the because of the freestyle aspect of what we did. You know, I performed live with Rob and them. And, and Wes is just known for his live show. So when you can make a, a dope live show, you can make a dope record, in my opinion. And I think that's missing from a lot of hip-hop dudes these days. They don't know how to put together a live show, so they don't know how to put together a record, if that makes sense. And I'm not saying, oh, we're the greatest because we can do it, but, but, but that helps a lot. And knowing what people like to hear and when to play it means a lot when laying out an album. Oh, true indeed. I a can't lot. Even, yeah. I can't even imagine how much that helps you guys when you're putting an album together like this. And then, of course, if you end up performing it live, then it's you guys already got a leg up on anybody else who maybe has never performed before. Right. With COVID, you know, they, they they haven't done it in so long. They're they're rusty. You guys just have that history. You can probably just jump right back in. It's like putting on like an old you know sweater or something. No big deal. And it's funny because when we laid out the album, we both wrote down what we thought, and there was only one song that we had to switch between what we both wrote down. That's the, working in tandem, right? Wordsworth, that, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And honestly, I didn't defer to what Wood said anyway. He's laid out more albums than me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, speaking of performances, I got to ask you guys, and I saw Jay, you, you posted on Instagram about the verses that we just saw last week. Talk about performances right there. I mean, two DJs and two MCs of all time right there. What did you guys think of that? And just just as a fan, I was just like blown away by just having all those legends come out there and perform. It was just, it was a surreal night, man. Yeah, I, I love it because, you know, I think throughout the years, we've been kind of concerned where hip hop was going as far as the bridging the gap aspect. That's been like a huge concern, I think, for a lot of us. Like, you know, because in hip hop, it's so much that deals with ageism and, and a lot of those type of things in which a lot of other genres don't even deal with that. They just let you rock and, and support. Um, so I think Versus has allowed uh, people like, like the Kane and Karis one to be seen by to be seen by younger and older, but also the younger kids can see the people that they like respect the elders. And that's some that's kind of, you know. And and that in itself makes them want to do some history about what's going on. So I love the fact that Versus is one of those build, building blocks and a bridge to what's going on in hip hop. So I enjoy it a lot. Um, I thought it was dope. 
I thought it was real dope, man. I thought it, I thought it had some real great moments in it. What was it like, JB? I, 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 yeah. I, I, I was lucky enough to be there, which was dope. Being there was really cool. Um, I didn't like Versus when they first started because I thought it was really going on their fast world and not really going towards a real battle aspect. And right. I think Jada Kitts and those guys kind of broke that mold. And then, and then you know, the battle master himself, the blast master KRS coming out, and then the other another group came at the same time. To me, that was a perfect person. I really, really, I really thought it was dope, man. I thought everybody they brought out was a perfect person to bring out. I thought it was just a great thing, man. It, it might. And like where it said, man, yo, your age doesn't matter. You give me the best 22-year-old rapper in the world to put him against KRS, and you let me know how that young, right. you let me know how the young kid goes against KRS. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the other things. Like when we start looking at hip hop, I think we're still trying to figure out what an old rapper looks like because we don't have that really yet. True. Like when you really think about it, so it's like. You know, we're putting titles on on people and things, but then the people that used to think people were old are, not, are actually now old and realizing like, well, I'm older and I'm still doing my thing. So I kind of maybe jumped the gun dissing the older people when I was younger. But now they're starting to realize seeing that with verses and other things like, oh, okay, uh, you know, Karis one is still dope. Oh, it's not. Kane is still dope. And, you know, in their regards of what they're doing. So now we have... Um, a way to measure what's still dope at a certain age. And it's still young because the game is only but the age of some of us. So it's starting to starting to learn how to bridge it. And we're, we're, we're getting better at bridging the gap. Yeah, without a doubt. There's schools in session for those who didn't know who, how good Kane and Karis One were on the mic. And, uh, you know, DJ Scratch and, and Kid Capri did their thing as well. Just, a, just an awesome night. And, yeah. Kane, Kane, like he never lost a step, man. He was, he was like, he was like Kane from '88, still setting him straight, just like he always yeah. did. And Karis okay. won, just a beast, yep. just a beast, man. Yep. And well, you know, the thing with them is that they constantly perform anyway. So because you may not see them, you know, everywhere in the states, they overseas, right. Europe, constantly performing. So their showmanship is is a hundred plus. Or it's it's always a hundred percent. You know, so because they're always doing stuff. And, and the thing that got me was like, all they talk about the bars, bars, bars. You know, there's a lot of young dudes out there who can rhyme those, the, the, the shelter dudes and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, these dudes got bars. That acapella, that acapella verse, the KRS shit, with the listening to Illmatic in a fast car, listening to Nas car going fast like Nas car. Whatever <laughs> he said. I was like, what the hell? Yo! That's bars, man. You know, it's like, don't, don't think that this dude can't fly. Don't think that Kane can't fly. These dudes are monsters, man. That never goes away. You could get, listen, words, words should be 95 years old in an old folks home, and he'll battle somebody. That's just <laughs> yes. what they do. That's just what they do. Oh, yo, yo, rappers don't die, man. It's that what they do, they just battle. And we got away from that, man. And, you know, and I'm so happy to be the team back that night. Yeah, true indeed. Salute to both of them, and I can't wait to see the next one. You know, with maybe you know LL and Mo D or something like that. You know, I'd love to see another battle. I, I heard LL and Buster. Oh, that would there you go because those two guys bring that energy. It'll be an interesting one. I, yeah, I heard that one. There you go, two muscle dudes up there. You know, just bringing that. <laughs> <laughs> Whose who shirt comes off first? I don't know, but. <laughs> uh, that's funny. But yeah, that'd be a good one. There you go, two guys that you know, just energy and you know, I'd love to see Rakim battle somebody. 
but yeah, that'll be yeah, Elvis Buster Rhymes. All right, sign me up. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready for that. Right. And, and of course, and you guys, you know, any any chance you guys might be performing live, doing any of these songs together? Or? I will, yeah. maybe I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. that'd be dope. That'd be like that'd be a throwback. There you go. Yeah, I, I typically, I typically like, I'm in Florida, and one of the cool things when I first got down to where I live at in Florida, I was kind of like, oh man, what I'm gonna do in this area and this and that. But then, like, I started like going out and finding things. So Orlando, um, I typically have been doing like one to two shows in Orlando every year, which has been dope. And then, um, you know, Fort Myers, uh, I do, I kind of do like a show there, kind of like a premiere show every year in Fort Myers at a museum. This uh this dope museum called Sydney and Burns. It's a nice museum and um so I plan on doing that as well. Um in February is when I'm probably gonna do that show because I, I actually have an album coming out too in February dropping. So I wanna I'm gonna be performing stuff from this project and stuff from that project nice. um around that time too. So, um, and I'm, I'm gonna have a book out too. So I'm I'm trying to make sure when I do that show, that show is encompassing what we got now here, what they got coming out there, and all in one. So I'm definitely been planning. I asked JF like uh, about maybe about a week and two weeks ago for the TV tracks. You know, I'm making sure I got the TV tracks so I can practice. There you go. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, I gotta practice, man. You know, because it's man, we ain't been out in a minute. I can't remember the last time I saw TV track on a single. That's <laughs> it takes me back too, man. Yeah, yeah that'd be have, dope. We have to get special vinyls pressed up. Yeah. When we had the fist presses, we'd have to get special vinyls pressed up. The world has changed. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you 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 probably couldn't get a TV track now because everybody vocals on there. TV track would be with vocals. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's funny. Similar similar shine record. Similar shine record. The clean version used to sound like TV track. I wrote a custom he had in some of those songs. Who's that one on Bad Boy? It was like it was all mute. <laughs> the whole song on the radio was a mute. That didn't make any sense, man. No. <laughs> and by the way, there's no swearing in this record at all. Yeah, man. I don't think I caught any. I mean, I wasn't looking for any, but I didn't. Nah, I didn't yeah, hear any. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I haven't. I don't curse. I don't curse on my records, particularly uh, any of my albums, and um, that's because I just want everybody to be able to play anytime. You can play my all my albums. You can play with your kids in the car and so on. I did some songs too that I'm like, man, some of the songs that I got in concepts, I want people to play for their parents or elders and grandparents or whatever. Like, yo, this listen to this concept. Because a lot of them are gonna probably have that that prejudice of like thinking I'm gonna come on there and be like, I wanna hear this kid about to start cursing and all that, but like <laughs> it's not like that at all, you know. So yeah, I, I don't do that. I can play the whole album in the car with my kids and so on and so forth. And I think what's what people tell me is like they go, Man, I didn't even realize you ain't cursed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I just realize. I didn't realize that you just said it either. Yeah. You know? Yeah, ain't so, no cursing. Yeah, so that's one of the other things about it that I enjoy doing and people don't people realize it, you know, they don't realize it because it's just if it's dope rhymes, it's dope rhymes, it ain't gonna matter about the curse. And I'm old man, I remember when there were no cursing our records, like like you had to be more creative. You know, you had to you had to write a rhyme that the radio would play without putting curse words on it. Like, Rock Kim, Rock Kim's first two albums, they have any curse words on it. It's KRS. 
nine millimeter bass bang as hard as it was. It didn't have any curse words in it. I used to always say that I always liked the Ghetto Boys uh, radio version of uh, playing tricks on me better than the album version because I thought the swearing kind of made it a little too over the top. And I liked the more the clean version they did because I felt like it was more clever with how they had to word it and and say the phrases. So yeah, exactly. I'm always yeah I'm always a fan of that. Not always, but usually, especially those those West Coast records. They got to be more creative when they come out for the radio uh, version. So yeah, man. Salute, salute for yeah, playing. I used to curse a lot. <laughs> I used to curse a lot on songs. Another problem that, that, that I find <laughs> trying to find some hard stuff to cut is the N word. Because I can't cut the N word. That's not allowed. And if I'm looking for something like, like I'm working on an album with Asia and it, all Asia's rhymes have the N word in it and I can't cut it. So I'm like, damn, I wish you ain't said that. I refuse to cut that. Yeah, as far as like and then like the whole cursing aspect, like when I was younger, my my favorite rapper was Cool G Rap. You know, still one of my favorites, if not my favorite, right? So when I was younger, coming up, I used to play all Cool G Rap records in my house, mad loud, talk like sex and everything, crazy loud in my house. And when you're younger, you kind of go whoever your favorite is, you're trying to kind of emulate them. So I used to curse just based off the fact that I would hear my favorite rappers cursing. But then as I got older and then like when I went to college and I started being around um, different professors and started doing certain things on the academic level and being in certain around certain people, just realizing like I didn't have to curse. So, you know, I didn't feel like there was like an allegiance to me having to curse to get my point across. That's when I was like, oh, if I write a dope rhyme without it and people are digging a rhyme, I don't feel like I, I had that pressure to curse. So that's kind of my mindset with it is like uh, it really just part of just the people I'm around and who who groomed me as I got older as when I was younger. That's kind of where my mindset is, how it is. There you go. And I have a two-year-old daughter, so I appreciate both you guys putting this album out there with no cursing on it. So now I know I could play it in the car and <laughs> she'll bob her head to it. Yeah. You don't have to worry about what yeah. the, the content is. <laughs> you guys have CDs out, right? I thought I saw online you guys had uh, signed CDs. Are you guys still selling those? Yeah, yeah. You go to fatbeast.com and get the CD. Um, and then I also have um, some copies of me and JF autographed, and you can just buy it directly from me through PayPal, Cash App, whatever, and then I'll just mail it out to you. So, um, yeah, we got we got some CDs. There's still people that rock with CDs. What's so wild is, um, you know, I'm a teacher, so, like, talking to my kids, I got a, I got a record player in the classroom. Some of them never seen a record player. So they're amazing. <laughs> like, what's this? That. Right. Yeah, they're amazed to like just want to play records and put headphones on. It like blows their minds. And then like I was telling them, I was like, well, you know, overseas some cars still have cassettes. And they're like, what's a cassette? <laughs> I had to show them a cassette. I had to show them a cassette today. Yeah, Don't even to say a track or mini disc or anything like that. You really right. be throwing them off. <laughs> yeah, and but you know, you start to realize like the mindsets of of this, how they think and stuff, and and with all of that. But it's funny because. You know, a lot of them don't even realize, like, there was an iPhone 1. In their mind, there is no iPhone 1. Oh, right. It's whatever. It, yeah. It, it's just whatever they have currently. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they don't They don't think about that. It's like, uh, I don't care about a 1. I got whatever I got. I got the 7, the 6. So I don't, they don't even fathom the fact that it started. A lot of things, they don't fathom that something started from something. There you That's go. what I realized a lot of times. So it's just good sometimes to just, like, enlighten them about, about where things started so like yeah when you mentioned the cd it's like 
they know CDs because the parents may have CDs around, but yeah. their parents don't even really indulge in it like that. Um, so they actually had a, had a conversation with one of my students yesterday, and he was the one that was saying, well, you know, Mr. Johnson, you know, vinyl is really picking up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, he knew a lot. He knew a lot about the vinyl game. Man. So, I, you know, that was cool to see. Yeah, I got an old ass car, so I have a CD player still. And salute to JF, he sent me, believe it or not, and I banged that thing out for like three weeks straight, just on constant loops. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still about to see these. Send me your address again. Send me your address again. I'll send you another one. Oh, they don't even play around. You, you know, yeah. you know for sure. I would be hitting you up with that. Send me your send me your address. I'll send you another one. Man. No doubt, man. Where can I people? You won the too, right? Yeah, dude. I can't even thank you enough yeah, yeah. for that one. I mean, that was just. Yeah, yeah. Ace signed a few of those for me. Man. I know. Man, thanks to Master Ace. And, and, and of course, he blessed you guys on this album, too. He's just he's such a good dude, man. And he killed it on that verses as well. Seeing him come out for the symphony was just amazing. Yep. Uh, you yeah, that you got me my ticket. That's right. I'm not even so fun. Yeah, you got me my ticket. There you go, man. Thank you, Master Ace. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because it's funny because um the whole EMC thing came together. The group EMC came together over the Disposable Arts Tour. We were all together for a whole month overseas. And that the whole group was kind of built out of that. Man, that's amazing. And you guys probably just grew so much closer when you're going overseas and sharing flights and bus rides and hotels and all that. I'm sure you guys got some crazy stories and some, some wild nights yeah, doing yeah, all that. By the end of the tour, everybody ready to kill each other, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of close quarters, man. It, it was great, though, man, because we were really just we were hitting stages every night. And like I said, the Punching World show was always different. Always, every single night it was different. We changed the set list every night. The, the freestyles would come in a different way. We'd have a different intro beat. It was always a different show. And it was just real exciting, man. We had a lot of fun. We did a lot of shows. A lot of big venues and a lot of shows. We had a lot of fun. How you remember those words? Were they were they like that for you, too? Yeah, I mean, man, Ace, Ace really kept, kept me alive as far as, like, career-wise, too, because... Uh, we went on, we went overseas, and then I toured with Ace for 15 years straight. After that, that's you know crazy. what I'm saying? Yeah, 15 years straight. I started teaching like six years ago. So before the six, the six years when I started, that was the last year that I I was touring, and then I stopped because once I started teaching, it was just harder, to, you know, to, to make it happen. But yeah, that was a uh, 15 years of being on the road together, and it was it was dope. It was real dope. I mean, it was, it was, you know, learned a lot, learned a lot, had a lot of fun, just like, you know, going to different countries and, and going around the world. And it just opens up your eyes to perspectives. And I think that's really what you're able to understand the perspectives and understand the difference in a lot of things, whether it's uh, laws in different countries, the politics of different countries, the way people live, the needs and wants. You start to really realize, like, you know, you're in the States, but, like, there's other ways that you can live and other places you can live, and, and there's other benefits to that and vice versa. So it just really was eye-opening, and, and the shows were always dope. Without a doubt. And the, the thing about touring with Ace, the thing about touring with Ace at that point in his career, Ace is a businessman. He's a total professional. You, you, the, the, the dressing room is one way. You go to your sound check. There's no clowning around. I'm not saying there's no fun, but there's none of that silly shit that goes on in a lot of tours, you know? 
And Ace, Ace really taught us the right way to talk. Like, I, I can say that for sure. Like, you go there and you're doing business with Ace. Like, he, he, he was a very professional role model for all of us to have and how to do the music business and especially touring and doing shows. And he always gave a good show. Ace would always give a good show, man. And he set the bar for us every single night. It was dope. It was almost like a, it was almost like a competition. You know, who's going to kill it tonight? Bunch of words or, 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 or um, Ace? Who's going to have the better night? And it was so much fun, man, but very professional, man. Very professional when it, when it came to dealing with Ace. And I think that taught us all a lot, really bad. Yeah, I can imagine. Totally. You know, him coming over with the Juice Crew and everything, being the young cat with them, and, you know, probably learning so much just from being around all those guys. And Shantae, and then of course, you know, with you guys, you know, working with you guys overseas and everything, paying it forward, man, and it just that's just amazing. Fifteen years of uh, touring, that's just uh, that's amazing. To have done so much <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. you know, you know, it's almost like you yeah. even have an address, you know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. man. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I bet, man. I was gonna say real quick uh, before I talk to you guys, I wanted to do a crate dig, and I found an old Punch and Words joint on Land Speed. I don't even know what year it's from. Uh, the singles for Let yeah. Me Be, and I, I was like, man, I forgot I had this. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Gowdy production on that one. Yeah. yeah, Kurt, yeah. Kurt, Kurt, shout out to Gowdy. Gowdy did the whole EP. Oh, he did? Yeah, he I just had the single. EP. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I talked to Gowdy. I talked to Gowdy like every day on Instagram. He sends me another silly post or something. And, oh, just about every day I talk to Gowdy. That is <laughs> a good, good dude. That is a great dude, man. Really family. It was, a really, it was a real family thing when we did that project. We were in the studio together basically every night ordering takeout, getting Virgil's, and, and just thugging it out and putting together a joint. And it really was a family thing. It was a lot of fun. I miss being in the studio sometimes. Yeah. Those days will come back, right? Somewhat. I don't know. <laughs> Technology's nah, made it. I don't it. know about that. Yeah. yeah. Technology's <laughs> made it to where you... Know. You can make a whole record. You make a whole record at home, and all you got to do is send it to get mixed. I don't know if people are going to be spending $80 an hour. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> That camaraderie, I guess, is a little bit lost, right? Because you don't have that, you know, you guys together in the studio just kind of hanging out and chilling. And, yeah, I guess that's the only aspect that you probably miss about it. But everything else, technology and everything, you don't need to, right? So, and, and the money. No, no. And <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm not trying to go, so Let Me Be was a dope song. Yeah. Oh, man, I was playing that, it today. Was and I was like, I was like, man, I haven't heard this in a long time. And I remember the label was Orange when I was trying to find the record. I was like, I know it's Orange. I, I got to keep looking. <laughs> it's like, there it is, man. Yeah, that's yeah, a dope Kurt, record. Kurt had that little educated rapper. He had that little educated rapper verse in there. That, that, that just kept boom, 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 boom. We used to, that, that was crazy live. People would be like, oh, my God. I would give him a drop on that. And he would just keep going and people would go crazy. That was a dope. That actually translated in any language. The flow was so dope. Like, even if they didn't know what he was saying in the language, his flow was so dope that they understood it in Germany that he was killing <laughs> Did you notice that words when you would do that song overseas? Yeah, that's one of, that's a, a lot of people's favorite songs of mine. Like, just because they the can't believe it, you got to see it to believe it and believe it to achieve it. And, like, the way the way yeah, it's going, the, whole, the way the whole verse goes with that same flow and cadence, you know, people, people love it because of the cadence and then the drop. You know, when when JF would do a drop on it at the end, it's just kind of like it's like a you know one of those like haymakers in the show. So yeah, that's that's yeah. one of those songs that was real big back then, man. So I, I love that yeah, song that too. Joint, you know, that was a dope joint. That was always fun. But like his flow, his flow would would would, would go beyond 
it go beyond the language barrier. Like I'm saying, because it was so rhythmic. It was like it was a percussion almost with his bow. And like, even if they didn't speak very good English, they still got it. He would you know the bow just boom, 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 boom. I like that was great. You know what's funny? He used to run into people over there who learned English listening to rap. Yeah. So you would walk up to a, a guy in Germany would walk up to you and sound like rock him. <laughs> because his language said, go. He's like, what's up, God? Like, what the hell? You're a white guy in Germany, B. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Because they learned how to speak it from rap, from rap records, which is crazy to me. I was like, "Yo, these guys really go talk. They love pure hip hop, you know." That's crazy. Absolutely love. Dudes in Germany walk Absolutely around saying, "You know what I mean?" Like crazy, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's real. That's real. That's very real. Crazy. Well, Jay Rule and Afuwa, they actually moved over there. They live there now. Oh, that's that, that's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they actually live there. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> but, you know, probably better, especially the world we're living in these days. I mean, I can't blame them. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Man, being over there, you learn, you learn like, a lot of things that, you know, if you're into music, it's, like, you know, even similar to, like, Canada, there's certain grants you can get for music in Canada and then tour for grants. And over there, the same thing, I remember, I think, in Switzerland, you can be a stay-at-home dad if you do music, and they give you money to build a studio. That's like, crazy. It's like, it's, yeah, you know, it's it's very supportive in a lot of these countries. Just on a on a level of the population, the population is way smaller. So of course, the funds are a little more readily available in certain situations. So depending on what you're doing, it, it's beneficial um, to be over there. But I think. I think from like my experience of seeing people that have moved over there, it's different now. When we were there going there years ago, it wasn't that many overseas artists that that blew up yet. But then as we started going over there more and more, it would be like if somebody came to Chicago, if I was coming to Chicago performing all the time and I came from another city or state, after a while you're going to be like, we need to get our own scene popping. You know what I'm saying? Which happens all the time, right? <laughs> True. Right, True right. indeed. Our, right. Yeah. So that's what that's what occurred. So as we started going over there more and more, you came there, let's say you came there three or four years ago, and this cat that was there rapping, that was there was like opening up for you. Now they're the headline and selling tons of records because everybody started saying, Let's follow our own. Oh, he could be, he's a rapper. He could be a big star. And, and then that's how it exploded. So, you know, it, it started changing the dynamics changed as far as ve- festivals too. When we may, we may use to headline a festival, but now you go to that same country and their artists headlines the festival, which is only right. You know what I'm saying? Makes so sense. it just makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. But that's, that's how, that's how it's changed now. That's, that's been a huge difference right there. Man, it's like they were an intern, and then they got they got the job after you guys left. And then right. They, right, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was like you know these people are coming over here and, and getting paid to do this and that. We live right here. Like people need to support their own, which we hear a lot of. You hear that right. all the time. Support your own. And I believe they started seeing so much of us come over there. You know, making a lot of money year after year, month after month. It was just kind of like, man, the home team is like looking at us crazy and not putting us on and, <laughs> and believing in us. Yeah, and, and now it's it's totally different. Man, I bet you see that a lot too, Jay. Been on all the countries and cities you've been to. Yeah, you know, it's funny because we were running into, um, who was, who was that? Mark D and Blade. 
I think when we were in London, there was there were this English crew and they were getting these huge crowds. And it was like, wow, that's you know, it's it's crazy. They had their own little scene. Like they would have they would invite us to their shows and their shows were massive shows, you know? And then they would come and just sit in the front row at, at, at the Ace, you know, and watch Ace of Words and, and shit and just really sit there and take notes. It was like that was, you know, that was the master class, and then they went and they, they went and taught their own class. That's great, but that's only natural, man. That's like any business, you know. They just go from the mailroom to being CEO eventually. There it is. That's exactly how. That's a good way to put it, man. Yeah. Thanks so much for you guys coming on here. Gotta let heads know where they could follow uh, you online. Oh, of course, man. Where they could find the the album Undivided Attention. Follow you guys on Instagram and Twitter and all those places. Yeah. Um, Wordsworth B K L Y N on Instagram and Wordsworth underscore E M C. Also, if you get a chance, check out my book What Words Are Worth, Volume One. Um, that's out on Amazon, so check that out. And of course, get undivided attention all platforms. Fatbeats.com for the CD autograph version. You can hit me up. Um, yeah. That's that's where I'm at. JF, what's up? I'm real JF at IG and JF. It's, it's real J O Y E F and then J O Y E F Shug White on Twitter. Um, and all of our stuff is on Fat Beats. Actually, between both of us, I think basically almost all our catalog is up there. So you get all of our joints there. Just go listen to them, stream them, buy them. Just support real hip hop, man. That's important. That's what it's all about, man. You guys put out a real classic here with this one, Undivided Attention. And anything else would you expect? Like, uh, any more visuals besides Sinister? You guys think any other videos might be in the works? Yeah, the video director is very busy now. So we're going to see. Lloyd's killed that video, man. That's, yeah, he did. That, that was your direct call to you. Well, one of the ways, you know, we just, we just try to think of, ways to do stuff because i'm where i'm at he's where he is so it's really trying to think of ways to get stuff done and and promote it the best way we can you know but um yeah i think remember would be the next one and we got we kind of got an idea so hopefully that that'll oh, nice. out and everything like that you know so yeah do as much as we can you know that's, that's how, how it is man salute to both you guys for coming on here it's been an honor having you both on and drive careful both of you guys and uh, everybody listening, definitely check out Wordsworth and JF, Undivided Attention, just a straight banger. Salute to you guys for coming on the Infinite Banter podcast. You got it. Thanks, man. Peace. As you can tell in the interview, I were talking to JF and, and Wordsworth, and they were driving in their cars, and JF was going to go see Penn State, so he was uh, he was ready to bounce. But uh, Wordsworth and I had a couple more minutes. We want to talk about a couple other things. So here's some overtime. There's some extra innings, Infinite Banter. Me and Wordsworth talking about when he came to Chicago last, representing the Shrine, one of my favorite venues to see concerts before they closed it some years back. And uh, I learned a lot. I had no idea that Wordsworth was uh, doing songs and appearing in cartoons and other things that... Uh, I need to go see his IMDb page and catch up on all the things he's been doing. I had no idea he was doing all these cartoons and things like that. So big up to Wordsworth. And uh, let's go ahead and play that last couple minutes I had with him talking about what he's been doing outside of the realm of hip hop, but bringing hip hop to cartoons and things and talking about one of my favorite venues of all time in Chicago, the Shrine. Shout out to my man, Mr. Greenweeds. I used to see him there all the time. Here we go. A little bit of overtime, extra innings, uh, uh, sudden death. I'm trying to think of <laughs> all the, the sports phrases for when there's more time left in a game, when it's past regulation. So here we go. Uh, a couple more minutes with Wordsworth on the Infinite Banter podcast. Have you performed in Chicago? I'm assuming you have. And, you know, what are some of the memories or some of the performance you've had here? And maybe who even you worked with, you know, when you came to Chicago, any 
local acts or a big act that you might have came with when you came here? Man, uh, we we did Chicago a couple years ago. I wish I could name the, remember the club. I can't really remember right this second. But it has two two uh, stages, two sides to the club in Chicago. Like a main room with a stage, and then on the left is another stage, but the stage is real low. You can walk in through the doors back and forth. It wasn't the but, shrine, uh, was it? The shrine. Yeah, they go. closed it too, man. Uh, wow. Oh, yeah. That, wow, yeah, s- we did the shrine. Yep. Yeah, we did the shrine some years ago. That was that was super dope. That was a man. spot, dude. Um, I felt like that was like yeah. Nino Brown, like in New Jack City, because the stage was high up, the main stage, and the yeah. crowd was kind of below a little bit. Uh, but then the other side had that more gully stage where you're like right, you're basically on right. the floor. <laughs> yep, yep. And I got some um, some real dope pictures from there. Kate, uh, Kate, Kate Bev photo had took some pictures of me that night. I really had some real dope photos. Um, but that was uh, one of one of my best shows, and I had fun doing that there. And then I remember doing Lyricist Lounge, uh, like when the TV show was on and doing House of Blues out there. And that was one of my most epic times being out there nice. doing the show at the House of Blues. And then um, I was out there actually a few years ago for a tour, not a tour, but like a um, conference, a magnet school conference. A few years ago, I was out in Chicago for for a teacher convention situation so yeah man i love going out there and anytime i'm able to be out there and you know it's pure that's what i like about chicago yeah it's like if you meet somebody that that's doing music out there it's it's like pure you know yeah no definitely man we definitely have a scene out here as you know and and uh yeah we we appreciate when we get real artists like yourself coming out here and you know the fans here are, are you know the true hip-hop fandom and the crowds are always legit. And like you said, it's it's, it's a great place, man. Uh, you know, as you know, yeah. we got some spitters yeah. here. And uh, yeah, right. Definitely. That's why I said it's pure, man. It's pure. You know, like when I did Rap Olympics, I think the, when I first really started, well, of course, Common was out before I, before the Rap Olympics. What Like when I met Juice, of course, from out there, you know, like it was certain people that helped solidify to me like, oh, they're not playing over here, you know, with the rhymes. Yeah, man. <laughs> because... You know, when you think about when we were younger or so on, like, you really didn't know what was outside your block or your city. You couldn't even fathom in another state or another city that was like, you know, or another country now that there's somebody as nice as you or somebody that's just dope in general because you're locked into your own confines. So once you start going outside of these uh, states and stuff like that, I literally was showing videos of Juice freestyling recently. Like, yo, people didn't know who Juice was. I was like, what? Let me show you the video. You better find out. He's this dude. He's one of the all-time freestylers, too, man. Right. So, like, you know, I always show people that type of stuff and and things like that. But, yeah, man, I love Chicago because, like I said, it's – it represents the the essence. It represents the new, the old, whatever whatever wave or time period you want to pinpoint. It has it has a, a lot of beauty to the way it's made. It's made in hip hop music. And I've had a couple of guests on here recently that are from Miami and Florida, Southern Florida area. And that's kind of what you said right. before. I've I had no idea there was a scene. I mean, just think of Luke or, uh, you know, some other stuff. Right. Uh, you know, that's what I think of that kind of stuff. And that's kind of ignorance on my part. But they're schooling me and I'm finding out that it's a serious scene down there. Are you seeing that in Orlando, too? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I'm 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 not in. I'm too. I'm I'm in the sense. I'm central. Oh, I got you. Uh, Florida. Okay. So what's dope? What's dope for me is like I'm in Southwest actually. What's dope for me is I'm three hours from everything. So oh, I see. I love. I, yeah, so I'm able to kind of go go everywhere and see what it's like. But the one thing you just realize, like when you're younger, you 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 know you just think about you, what you got going on in your neighborhood. What's that? So you can't really fathom what's going on in other states. It's not really of a concern. It's not until you start traveling and seeing things like that, but it's definitely like, um, you know, when I go to Orlando, Nico, Nico is over there. He's down Kuali. And then Juni Ali is over there. Midas is over there. Um, but a lot of those people that are over there are actually from New York that live in Orlando right. too. So, you know, um, but I'm sure that there's some people over there that's definitely from Orlando that I write probably can't think of it, but most of the people over there, when, like I said, they're from New York. But you don't really you don't really understand what's going on in these other regions until you go there, which is just how life is. You don't know what's going on somewhere until you go there. That's true, man. And like you talked about before, you and JF about going to different countries and stuff, and you just your eyes get opened up to a whole new world and seeing how other things are like and it's bigger than a little bit of bubble around <laughs> where you grew up, your neighborhood and everything. So that's yeah. that's cool. Yeah. We used to be we used to only be able to name we used to be able to name how many rappers there were and it only took us like about two hands to count. Maybe a little <laughs> more over. Right. There was a time of that. People probably don't really understand that. Like, yeah, there was a time when the T V because there was no YouTube, so whatever made it to T V was your rappers. Exactly. You know, or whatever you heard on the radio was your rappers and that was it. That was your selection. That was like Kid, the kid tonight can upload something, and we're like, "Yo, check out that new kid." You know, <laughs> that's true, man. Like technology and everything is really broadened the horizons, and uh, you know, you got producers from different countries and MCs in different places yeah. and cities, and all you guys can connect. You know, all three of you guys are from right now in different places, and all putting together this cohesive album, right. and that's that's the beauty of technology and just where we're at right now with with the music, man. That's just amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it, you know, but I, I'm excited, like, I got a lot of other things going on, I got another book coming out, um, I just recently wrote a, a, a four-course curriculum for a university that got approved, so, like, there's so much other things that I've just been trying to delve into outside of it, and, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of TV stuff and things like that. I don't know if you know how much TV stuff and things I've been doing over the years, but like I've done like cartoons, Power, you know, wow. SpongeBob. I'm on I'm on Netflix right now in Peabody and Sherman as myself as a cartoon. Get out of here! I, I, I got to see. I'm I'm starting to learn about the cartoon yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I know the cartoons when I was a kid, but now that I have a little one, you know. Yeah, SpongeBob's on the TV right. like daily. So I didn't know you were on there. Yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did SpongeBob. Uh, me and well, a lot of this is me and Prince Paul. But we did um, Prince Paul. He had he would have these situations. Me and I have the same publishing administrator, and then she would team us up, and we had a lot of success. So we did SpongeBob movie soundtrack, the first one. We did Dexter's Laboratory hip hop CD. We did a a kid CD called Dino Five. We also wow. did. If you go on net, if you go on Netflix right now and you go to um, Peabody and Sherman season one episode two, it's me and Prince Paul as ourselves as cartoons rapping on it. That's awesome. Um, so and then like getting music and power had music in uh, the season the first uh, the last season of Power and then 
movie St. Judy that's out on Stars. It's a lot of TV stuff, NCIS, Criminal Minds. So that's kind of where the realm of what I've been doing and, and just kind of like taking it from just more than just me rapping and putting records out. It's just really like these, these, these courses and writing that and TV and stuff like that. So that's kind of where I'm at with it heavily, though. Man, people need to check out your IMDb page. I'm sure it's got a long list of stuff that we all need to get in tune with, man. That's great. Yeah, dude. man. I'm just trying to. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of you know because people know me for rapping, but then it's right. like if you don't see me for a while, it's kind of like you might not be seeing me, but you're actually probably hearing me. Right. You don't know it. Yeah. You don't know it, you know, because it's like why? What's that song? He wouldn't be in this show, rhyming. Then you hear me rhyming. He's like, ah, that's not uh, like, but I don't think so. <laughs> but but yeah, man. When you get a chance, check that out. For yeah, sure. man. Oh yeah. So There's yeah. Well, well. Shout shout to uh shout to Eternia and Real McCoy. They just dropped the album. You know, see brothers in Canada. So there you go. Uh, album just dropped, and I'm I'm actually on that album too. So um, yeah, check that out, everybody out there. There you go. Check them out on SpongeBob. Check them out in the books. Check them out in class. Man, words where you are definitely keeping busy, but it's all good. The good kind of busy. Yep, yep, yep. Next time I watch uh, cool, man. cartoons, I'm going to have to pay a different attention to them because maybe <laughs> <laughs> hear words where pop up on a joint. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, check out that Peabody and Sherman one, man. And, That's a good one, you know, man. Just look, look, yeah, look for some other stuff, man. I'm just, I'm just gearing up, so. Yeah. That's awesome, man. If we pop up on Peppa Pig, I'll definitely hear you. That's what my daughter watches now, so that's the new thing. Okay. So. <laughs> Maybe it'll be, yep, that'll be your next one, but. uh Hey, I hope so, man. I hope so. <laughs> I enjoy doing those cartoon stuff, kids stuff. Man, no doubt. Man, words where things are coming on the show, dude, and uh yeah, once again, uh it's been an honor talking to you and, and JF and this album is just a straight banger. And uh, hopefully you guys, you know, do a little something live maybe one day. If you guys ever make your way to Chicago, I'll definitely be in the front row checking you guys out. So. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. Let me know, man. And thank you, man. Have a good night. I appreciate it. Wordsworth. Thanks, dude. All right. Peace. Peace, man. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your man Vincent M. Ward, a.k.a. Oscar from the number one show, The Walking Dead. And I'm here with my man Mark from Infinite Banter. Y'all better stay tuned. Peace. Salute to Wordsworth and JF. Really had a good time talking with these guys. And everybody listening, go check out Undivided Attention. You go to Fat Beats, follow them on Instagram, and find out how to get those signed copies of the CD. And, of course, check out the album on all platforms. But let's play another track from there. This one right here, definitely a mood switch. You got Sinister at the beginning, which is a little more darker and eerie feeling. Well, this one's a little more, you know, like a reminiscent vibe. And it definitely kind of hit me in the heart here because it's, it's called Remember featuring Master Ace. And, you know, this one, I talk a lot about the MCs that have passed in the past year and just really, really gets at you. And this is a really important track. So definitely want to play this. This is Remember from Undivided Attention, JF and Wordsworth featuring Master Ace on the Infinite Banter podcast. Like 
where did the years go? I wish we could turn the clock back to zero. Every week another gone, losing our heroes. Still get to hear them through the music they share though. Wonder how this generation feel now Nipsey gone. Probably feel how I feel when they play Biggie songs. I know they miss XXX Temptation. I miss DMX, turn the radio station on. They miss Juice World and they even miss Pop Smoke. Tupac did his thing as Juice, love what Pop wrote. Me and my kids still debate who rap illa. Was it Mac Dre, Craig Mack, or Mac Miller? I don't wanna talk about who's in your top three. You got a G Shock watch, I used to watch Shock G. Not all the greatest artists, FM Boom. We need a holiday, Doomsday for MF Doom. Looking like where did the years go? I wish we could turn the clock back to zero. Remember, remember. Losing our heroes, still get to hear them through the music they share though. Remember, remember. Molly Mall and Pete Rock, they produce classic albums using some of my favorite loops. Bluetooth speakers playing music on the stoop. Scrolling through my playlist, missing my favorite groups. Playing the score, what's the Fuji's, what's touring still? At least we can get another album from Lauren Hill. Friday, every month new albums come out fast. When we gonna get another album from Outkast? Waiting for Ice Cube and Dre to confirm. They working on NWA's return. A Tribe Core Quest, which album you liked more? I like Midnight Marauders, Recipes to Fight Dog. The best logo is Hieroglyphics or Wu-Tang. 36 Chambers gave us all some new slang. Hip-hop remaining number one, I'ma see to it. 50 Cent changed the game with G-G-G-G unit. Looking like where did the years go? I wish we could turn the clock back to zero. Remember, remember. Losing our heroes, still get to hear them through the music they share though. Remember, remember. We'll always love you, biz. We'll always love you, biz. Never tried to do what other brothers did. Captured the New York youth and many other kids. Like all y'all, I was locked in and what a bit. What a bit. We all hoping to leave a mark. One little tag on the wall of Graffiti Park. One small swatch on the busiest tapestry. So in a hundred years, they can notice and say it's me. I don't even think about none of my limitations. Just trying to have an impact on the generation. Is this really life? Cause it feel like assimilation. Is that really real? Cause it seemed like a cemetation. Pete Rock a seal smooth made reminisce. Life can be so straightforward and in a twist. The uncertainty is so damn limitless. Right before you dip, pucker up and send a kiss yeah. Looking like where did the years go? I wish we could turn the clock back to zero Remember, remember Every week losing our heroes Still get to hear them through the music they share though Remember, remember Walking Dead fame. You don't know who I am. You're listening to Infinite Banter. Make sure you check out my friends at the Bloody Babbles podcast. Hey there, friends. Interested in another podcast to listen to between episodes? Well, you're in luck. Come check out Bloody Babbles podcast. We are a gaggle of babblers who talk of true crime and other gory wonderment. 
New episodes are released every Tuesday, and you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are streamed. Happy babbling, my friends. Yo, what up? It's your man, Michael Myers, man. When I'm not bashing them seeds over the head with mic stands, I'm chilling on the Infinite Podcast, man. We chilling. I'm doing it right. We're doing it big. Time for you to leave, assholes. All right, that is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go. And that is exactly what I'm going to do. I got to figure out my costume. I know my daughter's going to be dressed up as Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu. So I got to find a Mandalorian mask and uh, take some pictures while we go trick-or-treating this coming Halloween on Sunday. So happy Halloween to everybody. I wanted to bring up before I go, I did see there's three things I watched that all have like a Halloween tie into them. Uh, the first thing I saw was the Walking Dead finale, and uh, it's it was uh, it was a cliffhanger. They didn't finish it, and you know for those of us that are big fans of the show, this first eight episodes of the final season, there were some really good episodes in there, and there was a lot of filler in there. Uh, overall, though, I, I guess I would say I'm still intrigued about what's going to happen next. But basically, you know, the way I look at it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Daryl's girlfriend is the worst. She's a terrible girlfriend, and uh, you kind of wish that he never got with her because the show leaves off with her possibly shooting a bunch of Roman candles at Maggie and Negan and everybody else that's down there. Crazy episode. You know, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they do next. If you've seen the trailer for the next part of season 11, I mean, everybody survives because they're in the trailer. So we know they get out of this situation. How they get out of it is the next question. And what happens with Leah, Daryl's uh, ex or whatever you want to call her. Um, <laughs> she is crazy. She done killed Pope, the main villain, but she's not down with Daryl. So that was kind of weird how she she took out the main bad guy, but she didn't turn sides. She just said, uh, I'm going to kill your people because they're trying to kill my people. It's pretty crazy. So looking forward to seeing the next set of episodes. It won't be out, I believe, until February. And I did see the Fear of the Walking Dead episode. Um, it's a show that's on, and I watch it. So <laughs> They made me hate Strand. I hate Strand now. So thanks, Fear the Walking Dead. A character that I used to like from the original episodes, you made me hate him. So I guess you're doing your job if you wanted me to really get into this heel turn. But uh, I, I never thought I was going to hate that character, and now I officially don't like him. <laughs> uh, another show I've been watching, it's on Hulu. It's called Only Murders in the Building. And for me personally, I really like it, obviously because I'm a big fan of Steve Martin and Martin Short. Uh, been a fan of those two guys since I was a kid with SCTV and Steve Martin with The Jerk and everything, one of my favorite movies of all time. But the thing about this show is that it centers around them making a podcast, and that's what this show is here. So I definitely had a lot of you know relatability factor to it. Really cool how they did that. It kind of learned a little bit about how to promote a podcast watching this show. So I need to get on Fallon. They need to, I need to get Tina Fey to go on Jimmy Fallon and talk about this show. I don't know how I could do that, but that happens in that show. So I definitely recommend everybody check out Only Murders in the Building. A lot of cool cameos with Sting in there and Nathan Lane. Uh, Amy Ryan plays a big part of it. So And it looks like they're going to have a season two because the way season one ended. So I don't want to say too much about the show and spoil it or anything because it's one of those shows that just wrapped up and... Most people either watch it in a binge uh, setting where they watch them all at once or they've been watching them week to week like I was. But really funny show, really good, uh, some good twists and turns. And uh, the ending definitely caught me by surprise. But yeah, I, Steve Martin and Martin Short are two of my all-time favorites. So anything they do, I can watch it. And like I said, the whole podcast aspect of it was really cool because they're trying to do a murder crime podcast based on a murder that happened in the building they live in. And uh 
being a podcaster myself, I definitely can relate to it. Had a lot of fun watching that. So definitely go check that out. And last but not least, Halloween Kills. I finally saw it. I've been trying to avoid spoilers, trying to avoid people talking online about it. Finally got a chance to see it. First thing I'll say is I need to go back and watch the last Halloween movie because I'm trying to figure out why Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's character's daughter, is wearing a Christmas sweater throughout this whole movie because I, I did not remember why she was. It wasn't based on Christmas, so I'm confused. Maybe it was part of some costume she was wearing, but I, I liked the movie. I thought it was pretty good. There's a lot of things about it that are a little, you know, questionable, like why the entire town of people in Haddonfield decided they wanted to get together. But when they wanted to get together to go kill Michael Myers, they broke up in these little three, four groups of people that didn't know how to use weapons and were handed guns and things. And I don't know how they thought they were going to take Michael out that way. And of course, it went wrong for almost all of them. And then the whole hospital scene when uh, some short, fat, balding guy, who I guess was one of the other guys who got away from the, 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 the bus that spilled over that Michael Myers got out of from the correction facility or whatever. You know, he starts going into the hospital and people start, ah, oh, it's Michael Myers. I was like, you really think that dude who could barely walk, who looks like that is Michael Myers. Like, come on now. So that was it, it was it was to show the mob mentality and how wrong they can be. I get what they're trying to do there, but in in the story that they were telling, it didn't really work. But yeah, it, it's tough, man. You see Michael Myers just wasting firefighters and killing people. You know, like he always does. This is what he does. He's just a machine. They did finally kind of explain a little bit as to why he did, he does not die because they're beating the crap out of him at the end of the movie, and you're thinking that they finally get the upper hand on this dude. Why they stop hitting him, I don't know. <laughs> it just seems like whenever this guy's down, they don't take that extra step and just put him down. And, you know, I was like, why aren't you kicking the knife away from his hand? Like, Ugh. And, of course, he gets up and he takes them all out. The cool thing they did was they brought back survivors from the original Halloween, and they're grown up now, of course. They're all in their 40s, and they're the ones who kind of round up everybody to try and take Michael Myers out, and it fails miserably at the end. But you do think it's going to work until, obviously, he's he gets up and says, all right, that's enough. <laughs> Taking all of you out. And uh, it was a little tough to see that, uh, I forget her name. The, I think, what the heck is her character's name? She's the mom of Laurie Strode's granddaughter, She's one with the Christmas sweater. She gets taken out at the end by Michael because she's standing in the spot. So the old house is still standing. They never demolished this thing. There's a couple that bought it and, you know, did some great work with it. It looked really nice. But why that building is still there, I don't know. (laughs) But she's standing in the window like he was looking out. And uh, Michael gets in there and he's like, all right, that's my spot. Move. Take you out. I need to look out this window. This is my area. Get out of here. So the house is still there. I don't know why. I mean, it was a fixer-upper for sure, but uh, there was a lot of cool stuff. They took you back to the moment when Michael Myers survived the fall after fighting Laurie, and, you know, you get a little bit of Loomis cameo in there, which is cool. I'm not sure how they did it for CGI or if they just took, like, a, like an old scene or something. I don't know how they worked it, but it looked legit, and uh, it, it just shows how he was able to survive all that and got away and ended up at the uh, the hospital. So they had, really cool how they did that, took you back to that time frame. I guess we've got to wait for Halloween Ends, which will wrap up this whole trilogy here. So definitely go see it. I, I saw it in the theater. I recommend everybody seeing it in the theater as opposed to watching it on Peacock, but you could do that as well. But uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. There's a lot of questionable stuff, like I said. Uh, one quick Easter egg they did, which I really liked. I'm a big fan of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And uh, when Michael kills a couple of the characters, he puts those masks on them as he sets them up. I don't know why he does that, but he sets them up like mannequins. <laughs> He puts them on the playground area, and they've got the pumpkin and the witch. 
I forgot what the third one was. There's another mask. But it's got the, the Season of the Witch masks on the ones you put on in the movie, and then you hear the song, and you start going crazy. So that was kind of a cool callback to that movie. So overall, I'd say definitely go check it out. If you're a fan of Halloween and the franchise, uh, you shouldn't be disappointed in this one. Like I said, there's some questionable things that go on, but for the most part, it's pretty good. I mean, you get your kills, you get your your storyline. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis did most of the movie from a hospital bed. She did her bone collector uh, impression where she didn't have to do too much, but I think the next one, it's going to be mano y mano. She's going to fight him, take him on, and one of them is going to walk away from it. Or maybe they both don't. I don't know how they're going to end this thing, but looking forward to Halloween Ends, which comes out, I believe, next year. So that's it for the Infinite Banter Podcast. Definitely check out that new album from JF and Wordsworth, Undivided Attention. You can find it on Fat Beats and all digital platforms. Follow this show on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Infinite Banter Podcast. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter, find clips from past guests, rate and review the show on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts, and listen to it on all platforms. All right, that is it for me. Happy Halloween. Be safe out there. And I'll leave you with one more song from Wordsworth and JF. This is from JF's last EP called Believe It or Not. When JF was on the show the last time, we talked about this album. And he had a song with Wordsworth on there, and he did the title track, Believe It or Not. So play that one as well. And go seek out that EP as well as Undivided Attention. Uh, Believe It or Not is a really good EP from JF. Has some great guests on there with Torre and Master Ace. Planet Asia, so definitely check that out as well. So here we go. I'll leave you with that song, Believe It or Not, Wordsworth and JF from JF's EP, Believe It or Not. And until I do another one of these episodes, I'm out. Hey asshole, get off the road. Tell me your purpose for living, my spouse, my kids, career is the purpose I'm giving. Republicans want courts to reverse the decision. We still lose if we don't vote for certain provisions. Look at my face, based on my race's division. Won't succeed if we not in place in certain positions. My friends teach, do music, work as beauticians. Barbers sell real estate, work with commission. Rappers dying on more stages with curtains that's risen. Coffins, hearses driven with curtains that's hidden to where graves at. Can't go to school where you raised at. Shot at the bus stop, pushed on a train track. She got stuck. Stuck up looking at the train map Her son head stuck down on a game map Lights off and the tunnel made the train black Dead on the floor when the lights came back Believe it or not That's just the way it goes Believe it or not Take a look around Believe it or not Gotta pay attention Believe it or not That's just the way it goes Believe it or not Take a look around Believe it or not Gotta pay attention don't understand my paranoia Even at my job interview I had my lawyer Divorced but she keep telling lies to my daughter Messing up visiting time I can't enjoy her Well prepared world ending cause hell is here About to switch from selling music to selling air No chances due to circumstances Greed and jealousy, Satan romances All fell in love once with one of those sins Repent now, forgive me if I was one of those friends You either been right or wrong, odd or even Friend or foe, heaven or heathen, angel or demon Cage or his freedom but you better choose wisely Hung out with the crooks he looked up to his lively Hated math, gave up on books but the irony Learned his Roman numerals hooked up to an IV Believe it or not, that's just the way it goes Believe it or not, take a look around Believe it or not, gotta pay attention Believe it or not, that's just the way it goes Believe it or not, take a look around Believe it or not, gotta pay attention
on the Infinite Banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.